Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. When you see me calling, no matter where you are, no matter how far, don't worry, baby. Still good, man. I got it way better than last year. What's up? We're going next year is going to be even better. I'm going to bring an orchestra. <laughs> bring the whole orchestra and everybody yeah. in the back. You need backup. I got it. Bring hey, John is here. Let's go. <laughs> bring the plumbers in to come Get in, the man. Vocals. Dan, welcome back into the studio, man. Good to see you again. It's so good to see you. I feel like I see you all the time, to be honest. Because I'm sharing all the time. You, it, you know, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, thank you so much for having us. I'm on the different side for anybody watching this. <laughs> I came in here totally disoriented. I thought, You're to I the thought left, to the left, right, to the left. No, no, it's good to have you. And I know that we're going to talk. Uh, we'll probably touch a little bit about plumbing. But even last time you were here, we talked a little bit about plumbing. We talked more about just mindset, man. Yeah, we Everybody shifted. was really, they, they loved that show with you. They were just like. That guy's like, I never met the guy, but I like the guy. Yeah. That kind of mentality. It's like the vibe is different, which yeah. is great. So it's good to have you back in the studio, and we're going to talk really, about something new that you got going on. I really appreciate that. Those, those kind words mean a lot. And it's, uh, you know what? I had a guy reach out from out west. Um, you talking like out west west? Out west, out west, yeah. Um, and, and said that uh, I inspired him, and we had a great chat, and then I actually had a follow-up phone, phone call with him. It was awesome. And it, I just, uh, I appreciate you having the, uh, the platform to share Share the journey. It happens all the time to me, and I'm feeling bad because lately I can't keep up, and I feel really bad because yeah. I used to be so good at responding right away. Now it's days before I respond, and I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I try to disconnect. and You need an Anita. Yeah, I do, and I was mentioning it to her while we were driving over, and I was like, I need. That's what's going to happen. That's yeah. the next step, right? But then everyone's going to be going through her, and she won't really have all the answers for the questions. She that has I mean. all the answers for your questions. Oh, she, oh, how yeah. did you manage that? Well, so what it happens is it, you, you pull out your time so that you create time. So there's a book called The Founder and Force Multiplier. Sandy McKay bought it for me, so I will buy it for you. You know, pay it forward. Um, and it's ex exactly what it is, is how to create time. And uh, the, the force multiplier is your executive assistant. And it's how do you get your time back? So it's like, so the things that you're doing are supposed to be more enhanced of what you're doing. So you're, you do more of the things that you're great at. And they get your time back. So it, it shares how to work with an executive assistant effectively. Okay. And uh, and to get the most out of the value. So it's absolutely like it's, it's working for you, right? Like things are... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't know how I lived before. Honestly. Like to everything. It's, you know, you are a brand. Of course. Right, you live everybody that's listening, plumber, electrician, electrician, <laughs> all the trades, all you guys are all a brand. That's just a fact. You guys exactly. are all a brand. Don't ever think anything less. You guys are all a brand. So then it's you know what is your experience when dealing with Manny as the brand? Yeah, yeah. And so if you can enhance that experience from touch points to when I walked in to the space that we're in, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like yeah. the whole thing is a brand. And so if you can share that, and the book shares this with you, which is. All the touch points to be so good, right? I forgot to send you what we're talking about today, yesterday. But eventually you sent it before we started recording. But it would have been Anita, right? If I, if, if I didn't have Anita, that, that wouldn't have been the email back. That's true, huh? Right? So that's like, I you have to put those things in place to make sure it's there. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. 
Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is the mortar that holds our podcast together. Share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why The Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the nearly 500 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on the site. Connect with all of them. Check us out at www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on Instagram at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Follow us on TikTok under the same handle and tweet us at TCL Construction. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our link tree, and find exclusive discounts for listeners. Link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. All right, so obviously I'm going to just do the shout out because I'm wearing your hoodie. Thank you so much for the hoodie. My pleasure. And uh, we're going to talk about this new venture that you got going on that's basically been your life for the last four years, pretty much. <sighs> yeah, on the, it's, it's part it's, of. I'm a, I'm a loud guy and I love to talk. Uh, that's why we get along so well. <laughs> but, I'm a loud um, guy, I like to listen. Yeah, <laughs> and... And it's been challenging because we haven't been able to tell too many people and we really haven't been able to promote it, but uh, Trade Smart. Trade Smart. Trade Smart. Which is launching today. Today. Today, right? So it's February 1st. Official. We're, we're gonna, so you're launching. So if anybody's curious what we talk about, you can check out exactly. and, and see what's going on. And then we're going to dive deep into what Trade Smart's all about. Exactly, yeah. Which, first of all, I want to congratulate you and shitload of respect for you and your partner, yep. what's his name? Bruce. Bruce. And anybody that's been associated with this working on it. Yeah. Because this has been like in the in the my my head the whole time I started the show. Like we all as trades people are our teachers. And we need more programs like this because this is incredibly important for the industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's special. And uh yeah, the, thank you for the words. Like I'll tell you how it evolved. Yes. That's what I want to know. We can talk about day one. So I'm, uh, we're, we're, we're very active from, from guest. Uh, I only, for anybody that doesn't know me, um, my name's Dan Guest. I own a, a plumbing and HVAC business in Hamilton, and we've we branched out to Toronto and Kitchener. We have a location now. Guest plumbing um, and HVAC? Or guest, guest? guest plumbing and HVAC. But you also yeah. have the podcast as well, too? I have a podcast, yeah, the Guest Life podcast. Um, and yeah. on Instagram, it's, uh, it's Guest Plumbing. Uh, guest Life. Guest Life. Guest Life Podcast. Oh, for the podcast, but no, for the yeah, trade. The on business. the trade, on the on the trade business, it's it's Guest Plumbing at Guest Plumbing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're we're very active in the uh, not only the business community but the construction community. Um, and I was the under forty chair for a while at the the West End Home Builders Association. For anybody who doesn't know, um, great organization to be a part of. And so I would go to these events, and I love to talk, but I don't like small talk. It's productive talk. Productive talk. We got, I'm, we're with so many great minds. Let's let's get inside them. And so, one of the questions that really stirs up great, powerful conversation is, "What's your biggest challenge? What's your biggest challenge right now? What are you most excited about? You know, what are you looking forward to?" And so, questions like that stimulate thoughtful answers rather than bland responses. I would say so. You know, scripted responses, I would say. Yeah, and I flavor of the month responses. How's it going? Great. How was your weekend? Good. Awesome. What did I learn? Fuck all. Sorry. Weather talk. Nothing. Sorry. Um, oh, you it's fine. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> same. 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 But I know what you mean. It's weather talk. It's just like, yeah. No. How about we actually dive into what we really want to do here? 
Yeah. So what I would what I would start with was what's your biggest challenge right now? And the, the answer was ninety five percent of the the time people can't find good people. And Labor. in the in the business associations, which is like the chamber of commerce, it was people. And then in the construction association, it was tradespeople. So I was like, okay. At the time, I was twenty eight, and I'm like, all right. So the follow up questions to someone's biggest challenge, and this is where you can, you know, some people tell you to where to go is so what are you doing about it it's true everybody what you, loves that soundbite but nobody's got a response to that soundbite what are you doing about it and so your your biggest challenge is actually what so if you overcome your biggest challenge and we're going back to the mindset thing is it's really your biggest opportunity always 100%. If that job's taken taken over so much of your time, what an opportunity that would be at the end of it to be complete. Yeah. You know, it's more space. So when it came to people, it was, and it was always, what are you doing about it? Oh, nothing. You can't do anything. So I had two responses. I would say 95 and 5%. 95% and 5%. So the 95% response was nothing. I'm complaining. And the 5% was the bigger companies, more organizational, that were talking about internal training programs. Right? And then I got to thinking like, okay, well, I'm 28 at the time. So we were four or five years in business. And uh, I was like, holy shit, I've got a long career of no one <laughs> fixing this problem. And the when people say this generation or the new generation, I have a hard time giving into that statement because I know 65-year-olds that suck and I know 18-year-olds that are phenomenal. And then I know a lot in reverse as well. Yep. So I know a lot of 80-year-olds that are just the wise beyond their years of wisdom. And I know 18-year-olds that suck. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all are responsible for ourselves. But then also the cop out of that is, well, who teaches that generation? It's us. So take some accountability to the fact that if the next generation is no good, we did a poor job educating them. We're responsible. Yeah. So I and had it in the reverse too works. So if they do great, we're also responsible. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a, it can be a very much a positive. Yes. So I had this crazy concept and for anybody that doesn't know, I, I, I scraped by high school. Um, I, I, you know, I, I loved, I, I, you know, ADHD, I was an entrepreneur. Let's just call it that. We don't have to get into the details. I was an entrepreneur, so I didn't do great in school. And so for me, uh, a lot of people talk about like, you know, uh, do everything behind the scenes and showcase it with your work. I'm very much of the point of like, I have to tell people what I'm going to do, especially if it's crazy, because then I have to do it because I can't lie to me, myself, but I really can't lie to others. Yeah. So the whole manifesting thing and, and saying... Hey, I think I'm going to open a college. <laughs> was laughable. La laughable. <laughs> it's laughable. And it's usually followed by... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me more about this college. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, man. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're going to own a college. You barely passed high school. Uh, I remember I, we did a job from a master, and I framed the check that we got because I was like, this school wouldn't let me in, and now they're paying me. I love it. Um, but you know, the, it's it all shouts out to Mac, but, uh, so yeah, so it was okay. How do we do it? And so I went through the, I'm a, I'm a licensed plumber by trade. I'm also a gas fitter and I saw the challenges. And for anybody listening that has gone through an apprenticeship 
trust me, I feel your pain. Uh, I know how hard it was for you. I know the challenges that you went through. I know the schooling uh, to employers, to the city, to the to licenses. I know, I feel those challenges. I went through them. Um, I what's did. The, what's the biggest challenge that every apprentice goes through? What's the one that stands out? Getting signed up. Getting okay. Getting signed up. So, um, a little. I'll take you through a little bit of a history lesson, and and it'll kind of make sense because I don't want to get too off track with with how it started. So, I told everybody, and I had this idea. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna start a program. I'm gonna start a college, and how that came about was like, okay, so it came up with the concept, came up with the idea. So I I met with uh, our, our third business partner, his name is Sam uh, Holdridge. Uh, he owns a marketing production company in Hamilton called Hamilton Rising. He, his mind is incredible. Um, and so we were shoot, he was doing some content for us, and I ran this idea by him, and I'm like, okay, so I can't run a college. I'm going to need help. I can run a plumbing business that I still need help with, but I can't run a college. So what is, what's the first thing you need? You need students. How do you get students? You need to market to them. How do you market to students? I don't have the money because I'm, I'm building guests to be able to hire because at the time we were going through a website design a guest and these companies want 60, 70 grand. Stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so I'm like, if that's what it's going to cost for, for a plumbing company in one city, what's it going to cost to do a, a Tenfold. College? Yeah. It's going to be insane. So I was like, okay, let's, let's sucker him in and create him as a partner. <laughs> So I pitched him the idea and, you know, he, him coming from a business world, he was a finance guy in the States. Did he get it right away? Immediately. Okay, good. Immediately. And so he's like, we got something. So we would meet, you know, every two weeks in the after hours for, This you know, is years ago. This is four and a half, five years ago. Yeah. Four long and a half. ride, man. Long, long ride. Yeah. So we, we built it all out. We tested it. I talked to people. We actually, it was called Trade Up. Okay. And then once we got into the legal settings, um, there's already a trade up. It's like an electrical union starter thing or whatever. Trade smarts better. Yeah, a lot better. <laughs> um, so, so at the time we actually so I so I was like a lot of this is like I don't need to just be more busy. So it was like proof of concept. Okay. So we actually did a dragon's den through the WeHBA and pitched the whole concept, which I'll get to. Okay. And so we pitched the concept and we won. So it's like, we have something here, but the challenge is, okay, we've got the idea, we've got the pitch, how do I build a program or a college? So first I went out, I didn't officially or like formally go out, but I talked to Mohawk and I said, I have an idea, you know, can this maybe, can we run a course through this? Because again, I'm not, I don't want a college. Was that the original idea to think about partnering with an existing college? Yeah. I own a plumbing and HVAC company. Which kind of makes sense to do. Choose Doll for your plumbing needs and discover the peace of mind that comes with their unwavering reliability and exceptional service. Experience the Doll difference and join the growing community of contractors who trust in their expertise and rely on their products. Check out Doll at www.dollvalve.com and on social at Doll Valve. And it wasn't uh, well received or? Understanding, so community college is non for profit. Yeah. But they they're they're built to make money. Yeah, it's so, a business. So the fact that they're non for profit means they just have to spend money that they're making. Okay. In infrastructure growth, salaries, expenses, charitable donations, stuff like that. So that's why when you see um, a cancer society have 
like a $10,000 billboard on the highway. And you're like, what the hell? That money, not to get into it, but that money that was donated and they're using that to, to hopefully bring awareness and all these things to these organizations. So when you see a Mohawk College sign, they're still, they've got to spend the budget that they have. Okay. So, and, and they, they hold such a great place for us because they're our partners now, right? They take them after. But they have a pre-apprenticeship program that we've talked about. Yep. So that was kind of the alternative. So I was like, you know, I'm kind of going against the grain here. It's not really their mandate for what our mandate is, which again, I'll get to. Um, I'm going to have to find somebody to do this. So then I was like, am I going to own my own college? So you're still by yourself other than having the conversation with Sam. And so we, Sam. so we've gone in and I said, listen, like we're going to split this. Like okay. it'll be, you know, 50, 50. And we're either going to, I, in my mind, the thought process was I need a hundred grand. How did you come up with that number? I just thought, a, you know, a smart person's <clears throat> salary for the year. Okay. That could write a curriculum. Okay. And do the application. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. hundred so, grand. So I was like a hundred grand of, of time. Essentially. I think we could probably build it out in a year with their mind. I don't have the capability. Again, I write like a five-year-old. Um, so I'm not going to be the one. So we got to find this person. And so again, manifesting, talking, putting it out there in the world, letting it happen and letting it come through. Uh, I'm part of a, a, an organization at the time called Tech Canada. And it's a peer coaching group. And part of the stig st uh, st uh, stipulations is you're not allowed to work with the people in the group. It's a really important thing because it's not a networking program. This is a place, and I, anybody listening that owns a business, peer coaching is fantastic as long as there's a positive forward-thinking shift. If you want to get into a complaining group, that's not what I suggest. So this is a solution group. It's a think tank. Think tank, yeah. So we're all building each other. And the nice thing about this is, so uh, Tech Canada is not like some of the organizations that are around that are like just for contractors. So um, Tech Canada is a lot of different businesses. So you can't be in the same industry, which is great because what we learn is that all business is the same. We all have the same problems. They're all the same. Just different widgets. That's all it is, man. Yep. So, uh, so anyways, Bruce was in our group. He's uh, the he's my he's the yang to my yang. Um, he's calm. He's quiet. He's you know distinguished. You know what I mean. Clean cut. Everything. Every opposite of me. And uh, so he was. I think I was in two sessions with him, and then he was leaving the group. And he's uh he was the dean of Laurier University. Okay. He was the VP of Laurier University, and he's still a professor at Laurier University. So he built uh, the Brantford campus from like. 300 students to like 2,000, um, you know, got them different buildings and did infrastructure. He's just a brilliant guy, loves pickleball, um, and he's calm. And so he left the group, and I just had an aha moment, and I go, I'm going to run this by him. So I asked him to come to my office for coffee one day. He, he said, oh, it's so nice to hear from you. you know, bring you in. And I pitched him that, and I said, but listen, this is going to be a lot of work and it's going to change the industry. I'm 32 or 28 at the time. I don't know if you want this because I'm not stopping because I've never had a partnership before and I've seen a lot of partnerships fail because they're not aligned in the vision. Yeah. And so Bruce at the time was 53 or 54. 
And so just again, just an, an uncharted territory for me. I'm asking him for something which was unique for me. I don't really like to ask. I like to give. Um, so very like uncomfortable. And also like I don't have the skill set. So I can't just jump in and, and put my hard labor to were it. Were you like, Dan, were you 100% certain that this was going to work? Yes. Yeah, there was no doubt in my How mind. is the certainty in that table? And that like how did you know like full certainty that this was going to work? I didn't know that it was going to work um, in terms of getting the approval through the the, the college, but I, I made the decision that I'm not going to stop until I can. And then the other thing was I did enough time vetting it. I used to make a lot of quick, unrational decisions as an entrepreneur. I tell everybody I almost opened a salad bar once called Leaf on Lock Street um, because I thought it was a great idea. And then we did some evaluating and not a great Did it idea. work or no? No. We didn't do it. Um, but it was because at least we, we stopped ourselves before we did it. But as an, as, as an early entrepreneur, you know, everyone's got a great business idea and you know, you gotta, you gotta hit a couple walls before you walk through the door. Um, but I was like, I, I knew it because I've lived it. And so I knew I was solving the problem and I did enough research and enough like, you know, external, um, not trial, but like. I, I received enough data. I talked to anybody that would listen. Anybody. You guys were the guinea pigs. You were, you were discovering where the holes are. And so you knew exactly that there was a void here. There was several voids here. And I wanted everybody to challenge me. I wanted every question. I want everything. If the, I love being wrong because it means I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And so we had a lot of hard conversations, a lot of depth, a lot of like, and it was coming, it was, and it's tough, right? Because this is my idea. And then it's like, do I need to justify it or do I need to, do I need to dig into that one? Oh, that's, that is going to come up. That's a good question. How are we going to solve that problem before it happened? And this is four years of this. Mm -hmm. So to speed things through, Bruce gets on board and like, it's electric. We got three partners now sitting in rooms after hours, weekends, evenings, just diving into this, unpacking it. How are we going to do it? And we've got Bruce bringing me down from the, the clouds. Like, Dan, that's, it, that's not allowed. <laughs> right? I've got my construction mind. If they're late once, they're fucking out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're going to beat them on their way in if they're not dressed properly. Dan, uh, no, we, we, we're going to have our policies and procedures book. And we're going to have to give them the three warnings. So there was like, you know, the, the fun part of that is bringing me off the ledge. Um, and it was perfect because we've got, uh, you know, I'm an overspender. Bruce is a let's just get it done. And Sam's like, no, 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 we're not going to spend that unnecessary money. So we've now got this, this triangle of just everyone's good at what they do. And that's where I think I, I used to say a lot of things negatively about partnerships. I said if, if there's two people in a room that do the same thing and they're partners, they're just two people that need a hug. Two partners, two partners should not be in the same room. Yeah. Should be doing different shit. Yeah, right. Go do what you're good at. Yeah. And so we've got uh, the visionary, which is myself. We've got the integrator or, or or the doer that's 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 Bruce and the educator that's Bruce. And then we've got the marketing place, and it all ties together so well. And I said those are the three things that I can't afford to not partner with, because I didn't have any money. You guys didn't know how many hours you had to spend to work on this, and obviously all three of you guys are committed into this thing. 
that was a big thing. Like commitment was big, timing was big, um, and they got their own life still going on too. And you got your own life going on as well. We're three entrepreneurs. Yeah, like you know, Bruce has six kids. Holy, yeah, blended family, six. kids. I already got the first class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah. I we got me. enrollment. Yeah. It's all set, yeah, man. We're done, man. <laughs> Come back to college. Um, yeah, and 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 again, I'm like. It, it was it was hard for me personally, and, and again, not to take up, we're talking about Tradesmart today, but just to get into my mind a little bit. Like, it's tough when you have a vision and you're asking people to be on board with your vision, but then it then it's a beautiful thing because it, it creates that energy. So to talking to anybody out there that's an entrepreneur that, that's building on a team, like, like, you're special and know that and know that people need someone to follow and, and grow with and then they can create their own path with it. Yeah. So just like know you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing because self-doubt um, can really stop dreams from coming true. But over four years, between the three of you, there had to have been periods of time where is this going to work? There had to have been. When we, so uh, we talked about the trade up, trade smart. That was like a, uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. At what year, at what point was that? Uh, that was like when we created the business, right? Okay, we just started, right? Of, almost out of the gate. Yeah, so so once we found Bruce, then it was okay. We had to co incorporate yeah. uh, the companies. Um, and like that was a challenge in itself because you have to go through this entire process before application. So we fixed that in a day. Between the three of you. And that was... That was the oh yeah moment. Uh oh oh yeah okay, because that was a big problem, right? We're incorporated. What are we gonna call this thing? We already had a logo name. I had I had I had shirts name made up, right? I I'm you know quick to trigger. You already okay. went that. We trade up. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So somebody didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, and, 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 and dealing with like hard, like productive conflict in a day, I was so proud of us. I was so happy because you don't really know what people are like until their backs against the wall yeah. and dealing with conflict yeah. and at a partnership, like I'm, you know, there's a, there's a saying that say businesses don't fail. Entrepreneurs give up. And so without challenges, doesn't come perseverance. And, like, that's where the magic is, really. When everything's going well, it's, it's boring. Um, so that was really a moment. And so, yeah, the confidence is there to answer your question in a very long way. The confidence was there. We knew. And I had been through it. So now I think would be a segue in terms of, of to get in it. Uh, and for everyone who wants to know kind of the timeline of this process. And so um, we are a private career college in the in the province of Ontario. And to get that, you have to go through the Ministry of Colleges and Universities. You go through their application, which is called Paris. So anybody out there that's like, how did this happen and who are they and what do they do and why? Um, a lot of these organizations, like if you've heard of Trios or Everest College before, yep. they're, they're really well run and they're really successful because they're job creators. So they can't run a program that gives you a diploma if there's not a job tied to it. So Trade Smart, and I'll get into the course, the, the big reason why it was, uh, it was like questionable is because we are reverse engineering it. And it's never been done in the trades industry. 
because they want you to learn the hard skills. So they want you in a pre-apprenticeship program to solder pipe, cut wood, change the tire, all these different things. But day one of any apprenticeship, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not soldering anything. You're not cutting anything. You're moving material, grabbing coffees, being helpful, grabbing tools, learning how to drive a van, um, organize yourself, you know, be safe, all these different things. So we also could have got denied. So a little bit of the timeline is inception is about four and a half years ago of my crazy idea saying, okay, we got to do this. And then we've got the idea phase, me and Sam. That's about a year and a half. And then Bruce comes in. We find our, you know, our, our secret sauce, which is just, honestly, that's, that's manifesting at its finest, if I can, if I can be honest. Um, and, and talking about your ideas with others because you never know who's in the room and who's listening. Yeah. And if I didn't talk about it with Bruce, I wouldn't have known that he might have been interested. Yep. And also becoming a good listener. So at that point, that was another year of planning for application. And then we were in application for 22 months. Introducing the new Aircool 26 RCA, the quietest, most powerful, and most durable generator with 109 amps max power on liquid propane. Equipped with the first-to-market low oil shutoff switch, it's the quietest 26 kilowatt on the market with a 56 dB at exercise. The 89% larger ceramic fiberglass insulated muffler and acoustic foam insulated inlet duct deliver the best sound quality on the market at exercise. Its larger muffler reduces back pressure by 62%, eliminating restrictions and exhaust to optimize pressures for peak performance. Its CH1006 engine with 20% higher compression ratio and variable ignition timing optimized by fuel delivers the most power in its class. It's also equipped with advanced engine tuning with an air cleaner assembly relocated directly over the carburetor, which optimizes airflow to deliver enhanced performance. When it comes to reliability, nothing beats a Kohler home generator. Get the facts and find your generator at Effect Electric Limited on IG. So going into application, you're almost at two-year period, two-and-a-half-year two period, then 22 months of application process. And they told us it was six to eight months of application. So why was it 22? They told us by the end of it that we were actually lucky that we were only 22. And... Uh, and so some of the risks involved, just to kind of share why we're so proud of where we're at, is at the final stage of application, they need to do a site check. And they haven't approved your college yet. So we had to lease and rent a space, fully self-funded, because the banks aren't going to give you anything. They still haven't given us anything. We had to, to believe in this so much. To start it. To rent the space. Bricks and mortar. So that they could come in and do an inspection on it. Wow. So we were leasing a space for five months. I didn't even have the key for it. I didn't need it. And I had to find it. So yeah. all these different things with the application. Like, yeah. And so we had to find a space that we could try to afford and, and, and all these different things. And then we didn't know when the approval was coming. So I had to stop telling everybody. And the reason that, you know, Feb 1st now is the day that you guys are hearing about it is that during application, you also can't be found anywhere. You can't promote it anywhere. You can't talk about it anywhere because it it's under the under the act with the, the municipality or the, the government. Um, it's false advertising to students. Makes sense. So you can't have them waiting for your program and not going to another. Yeah. Now you're taking them away from other possibilities. Yeah. So... 
it was like you've got this like you know it's not, a, catch, it's not a eh? secret yeah but it's um you know it, it's it's allowed us to we didn't have a website yet we couldn't take uh pre like we couldn't see if people wanted to come we couldn't you know get um you know get a pre-launch list like we couldn't tell the world so now they even get you kind of start behind the scenes so now we're paying this rent the whole time can't get the bank's approval we can't do the the construction loan and budget and build out right and we can't market it holy so it's just a challenge right yeah a little bit of an uphill battle so when you ask about how confident i was that's it so now we're at about the four and a half year mark guys just just to kind of finish the timeline um it's feb 1st and we're launching our first class in in may and so now i'd, I'd love to kind of segue is i'll tell you a little bit about the program yeah where so how does it begin so i'd actually love for you to share How's a kid going to find out about you guys, first of all? Other than this and other, other, I guess, on social media, networking, circle, everyone's going to be shouting and talking about it. Yeah, so uh, we liked a little, little bit to talk about. We like to talk about the big picture. So, um, I, Actually, let me interrupt you for one yeah. second. What's the, what's the why from all three of you guys? I know that you've touched upon it. I love that. So... And I know that every tradesperson, including yourself, and a lot of people that have been on this show, they talk about how they just don't know where to get started. So what's the why of TradeSmart, the school? Who was the person that got you into the industry? Me? Yeah. I would say my dad. Perfect. So right? everybody that I ask that question to that's in it, has a person. Yeah. I would say 99% of it is one person. Yeah. And our goal and our why and our mission is to showcase how incredible this industry is. What it's done for me has taken me from the black sheep of the family to the showcase of the family um, and create that opportunity to, to, to build incredible talent and give everybody an equal opportunity. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Put in the work and you can get there. And right now, there's such a barrier to entry. Um, and, and that's our why. We want to change the industry and how people learn and, and how to get into it properly. Um, by supporting employers and connecting them with uh, positive entry-level staff. Tackle both ends of the problem. No one talks about helping the employer. They just think it's like this money pit. But but was it ninety five percent of businesses don't succeed? No, it's tough. And there's a lot of work, and they try to programs. They try to get on board. They try to give opportunity. We're here for the employer. Mm -hmm. We're here for the little guy. We're here for the medium guy. We're here for the big guy. Everybody's equal. And so what we're doing is we're certifying. For, we call them forward thinking employers. Are you a forward thinking employer? And you're vetting them to yep. be a part of TradeSmart. Yeah, and it's free to the employer. Just some time. They just have to allocate some time to be understanding of what you guys are doing. We make it very, very easy for them to, to, to come on board. So All uh, trades right now? So we're doing five. So let's get into the course. So yeah. does that answer the why? Yeah, yeah, it totally answers the why. We and wanna, I agree with you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, we want to change the industry in the sense of, like, the, the for anybody that's been through an apprenticeship program, it's fantastic the colleges have figured it out they figured it out it's like minute made rice i don't need to buy grain <laughs> rice and get all the sauce minute made rice you figured it out it's good if you want to microwave it do your thing <laughs> but 
the apprenticeship program has figured it out. If you go through an apprenticeship program, you figured it out. I think they should make the CFQ a little bit easier. I think that's that doesn't need to be the deciding factor, but that's just my opinion. Um, I know a lot of really great tradespeople that can't pass that test, and then they get discouraged. I just think it's unnecessary, um, unnecessarily hard because they've passed the course that has a test at the end of it that they've, they've showcased. I just find it unique. But to not get into that, I think the, the, the colleges do such a great job. The facilities get better and better and better. Anybody that's been in that room before, they know they've got friends for life yeah. within that industry. It's a place where people that were not good at school can excel because they're doing something that they love because they've created a passion for it. And no one is passionate about passionate about anything they suck at. You cannot have a passion for something you suck at. So at the entry level stage, we have to find out how to get them to realize that they will have passion. At the, at the beginning of their career, I sucked. Because you had to learn. Yeah, what did I like though? I liked money, money created freedom. So it's like, we gotta find the students why at the beginning. So a little bit about the course. So you, who, who comes to TradeSmart? So TradeSmart is an eight-month program. Uh, we cover five compulsory trades, which is plumbing, electrical, carpentry, automotive, and HVAC. Got a little bit of wood in there. A little bit of wood in there, a little bit of auto, a little bit of grease, a little bit of electrical, all these different things, right? So all it's an eight-month program. Two months is in class. All five trades are in the same room. Okay, I'm going to say that's smart because that's real life. All five trades are in the same room. And then they go off to their respected six-month practicum, but it's a co-op position, at a Trade Smart Certified Employer's business. Smart. During that six months, they have daily and weekly check-ins with us, and we also have reflections with the employer. What we, don't wanted to, what we didn't want to do is have this be homework for the employer. And so anybody that's employed em, employer before that's taken a high school co-op student, it's tough to get a high school student too much stuff because you're really there to, to, you're giving them your time. It's a high school student. Mm -hmm. This student, we're going to make sure in that two-month program, we call it fa fast failing. So we only put through 125 to 150 students per year, per location. For the eight-month program. So it's every two months we have a new intake. Okay. So eight months, two months in class, six months of a co-op. Because you're shipping them off to the co-ops and then you can get the next one. Exactly. Okay, I got it. And so because we're registered with the Ministry of uh, Colleges and Universities, we offer a diploma. In so that you, trade. In that, in so TradeSmart, as its own private career college, you'll get a diploma from TradeSmart for finishing that program. And also, we can't do it right away, so I apologize, but... It's part of the process. We can't do it. We can accept OSAP. Okay. So that's where the accreditation comes in, which is really, really critical because a lot of these places don't. And so you've got to finance it or you've got to come up with the money up front or this and that, which, I mean, it's just unfortunate, but it is what it is. But we thought if we're going to be a college, we got to be a college. We can't act like a course. So two questions. Is there an age minimum? It'll be, it'll, be all the, it'll be the requirements of the apprenticeship program. That's why it's called the apprenticeship pathway. So it's, it's a high school diploma or equivalent. There's no, there's no age. There's a, you need a driver's license. Um, 
because we, we need to be able, you'd be able to get to work, yeah. which is not a requirement for high school, obviously. Um, but you'll have to have finished your high school because we're setting you up for success in the apprenticeship program. So we're not going to take somebody that doesn't have their high school because we're going to get them to the start line, finish slash start line, and they're not going to be able to get in. Yeah. yeah. That's the objective is that you want them to get to that point, right? Yeah. So how it works, and there's a couple kind of pathways here. So I'll go, I'll go student. And then I'll go employer. I think that's an easy breakdown. Yeah. So again, just going to reiterate because I know it's a, it's a lot of information to take in. So eight-month program, two months in class, and we'll talk about what you're learning in class. And all five trades are in the same classroom. There's only 25 spots per class. Um, and then it's a six-month unpaid co-op with a Trade Smart certified employer. And with then, daily and weekly login. Check-ins and then, check-ins. and then check-ins. The, the, the concept around those check-ins, and we'll, we can talk about it on the employer side, so I'll talk about the student side first, is that the employer needs to be forward-thinking. So if a student's not working out, it's not, ah, let's cut him, let him go, he sucks, give me another one. It's we're, we're here for you, and we're here with you. So we're going to talk together about what success looks like. Yeah. These, these young adults have never done this. So how do you get experience without experience? You got to just begin, just try it. So then I'll take you through the employee or the, the student slash employee journey. So who can be a trade smart student? You have to be done your high school. So this is an avatar. We talk about three different avatars. So we've got the right on a high school students ideal, right? Maybe somebody that's in a co-op and then we've, and so they just come in, they're young, young adult, right? Fresh, right? Number two is somebody that's gone through a pre-apprenticeship program that doesn't, that's unable to get a job. That would be also ideal. They know what industry they want to get into, but they can't get connected with an employer. Okay. Still not a waste of time. Trust me. I'll show you why. Number three, post-secondary grad, either college, university wants to get into the trades, right? They need to know what trade they want to get into. This is not an experiment because there's not a lot of opportunities. 125 students a year goes quick. Five trades. But what we're only doing is we're job creating. We do not... Trade You're smart. job connecting. Yeah. Jobs need to be... I love that. Take it. I'm going <laughs> to... Dejana, take that down. <laughs> patent, patent that now. Do it quick before he takes it. No, take... It's that's fun. what you, but that's what you're doing. It's funny because I yeah. feel like I'm talking too much because I also run a podcast, and this would be talking <laughs> way too much if it was my podcast. But no, you're doing man. a great job, Manny, and you're making me feel real special. So that's um, my job, and I can talk all day because I'm so passionate about it because it is a struggle. But so the job, yeah. So this, the, so the student, so their post secondary grad university or college that that's just like you know what I want to get in the trade or second career career change. So in terms of like an age, there's no real like there's no real age. Yeah. And so like And you're gonna you're not gonna dismiss on somebody that's in their forties. Absolutely wanting not. to change things or try something different. They're probably ideal, right? Because they know what it means to get connected with an employer. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's absolutely zero discrimination. What it is though is join the elite. This is elite. So this is not we don't let anybody in. You, this is an aptitude test. You wanna you wanna show up and you wanna you wanna work? You wanna you want a job? You want a career? That's why you're here. This is not, this is an eight, so it's an eight-hour program. And so what we're going to be teaching in the program is personal development, how to succeed in the apprenticeship pathway, 
So what the apprenticeship actually looks like, what it means to stay in an employer's position for at least the, the duration of the apprenticeship, right? What the future holds for positions. So, you know, you talk about, you can, people talk about, well, I don't want to be a plumber my whole life. My body's going to hurt. It's like what success really looks like is, a, is evolution, right? I don't, no one wants a 60-year-old plumber on the tools. He wants the 60-year-old plumber's mind. That's what he needs. Yes. Right? Let the, let the young bucks do it. That's the evolution. So you can be a project manager. You can be a project coordinator. You can be an estimator. You can be a sales rep. You can be a manufacturer rep. You can be an educator. You can be a teacher. You can all of the above. You can be a business owner if you want. You can be a consultant. You can turn it into a podcast. All these different things, all these options for you, and they're going to evolve even further, right? So that's really what we want to showcase within the program. So a little bit of personal development, um, how to sign in and sign out due to work orders. We're actually powered by Jobber, which is not a plug, but it's, it's, it's an incredible connection because I can now go to employers and I can say, hey, do you want to take a student that wants to be, we're going to say electrical. You want to, I go to an electrical company, I'll call my buddy Joe. Call Joe. Hey, Joe, I've got this young adult uh, student of mine uh, that wants to be an electrician. They've shown up every day on time in uniform. They know how to sign in and sign on of a work order. They want to be an electrician. They know how to succeed in the apprenticeship. Would you give them an opportunity to work for you for six months for free? Of course. For sure. Yeah. And so it's a six-month interview that you don't have to pay for. Any business, especially in construction, requires us to know what's going on at all times. How can we avoid being dragged down by the bits and bytes in order to have that time to build the business and take it forward? If we don't have the right tool to operate our business and are doing things manually instead of digitally, we end up being held back. Now, I'm not talking about making sheets on Excel or texting instead of calling. I'm talking about whole new levels of doing things digitally. From knowing that our employees clocked in at the right place and time, ensuring our employees know the job they need to do, tracking what's going on in the field by receiving live forms or checklists, these all can and should be done digitally. Not to mention your younger employees who work and live digitally expect to get that in their workplace as well. And if this sounds like fiction, it's not. Just switch to Connect Team, a platform built for managers and its many different capabilities to help you truly manage your business and give you back time to focus on what you need while giving your employees the work experience they expect to get in 2024. Connect Team has a free plan and a 14-day free trial. Try them today by checking out the link in the show notes. And so the employer gets the opportunity now we're going to switch gears. Any questions on that? No, but I guess the only question I do have, sorry, so yes. Yeah. Are the kids going to be vetted before admitted? 110%. I'm assuming they would be. And this isn't a grades program. This is a pass-fail, right? We want them to know, right? This, you don't, this isn't about perfection. This is about progress. So it's not they got 86%. No, they passed the program. They get it, right? And so, the, and so for us, like, you know, they've, they've got to want it first. So we have a couple slogans. One's join the elite. One is the apprenticeship pathway. And one is connecting students with employers. And so what does join the elite mean? Well, you wanted, like, I would have done anything, anything to get an apprenticeship. Yeah. It took me a year and eight months to even get signed up. And that wasn't just my employer's fault, but it's just, it, that's what happens. And I know for everybody listening, they're going to tell me, well, mine took three years, mine took four years. My employer wouldn't let me go to school and my employer held me back. And 
Um, you know, that's not to put negative on the employer side. That's just the industry's challenges, right? Yeah. Because a lot of what happened in the mindset that we need to shift is, well, what if I sign them up and then they're going to just leave for another dollar or two? Well, guess what? That's because no one's hiring entry-level employees. So one of my questions, and now we're getting to the employer side, and how do I get all these employers to sign up? And this is just, it's not to put them down, it's to shift the mind. So I would be at these events again, and I would say how many, this is when I was doing my vetting if the course was going to work. Mm. And I'd say, if I could give you five plumbers tomorrow, would you take them? And they'd go, yeah, I'd take 10. And I go, okay, great, right? That'd be awesome. 10 licensed guys? Yeah, I just can't find any good licensed people. No problem. How many entry-level staff are you taking on? Majority, I'm not saying all, but majority would say none. I don't have time to train these kids. No one wants to work anymore. They all want to be on TikTok. But TikTok makes a lot of money if you're good at it. So that's a good strategy. On the state side. Yeah. But they're dismissing the opportunity even before exactly. they came so, in. So then my statement would be, if everybody thought how you thought, would we have anybody coming into the industry? No, of course not. So why don't we make you part of the solution? And then other, other people would say, yes, we're taking as many as we can. Right? Makes a lot of sense. Like we take as many co-op students as we can every year at Guest, and we try to always hire those co-op students because that's our ideal staff member. Like we've got guys that are almost at their license at 22, 23, 24. It's ideal. And then we mold them into junior managers. And then so we mold be them honest, into Dan, out of all the kids that you're taking on, on now put your employer hat on. And what percentage are you retaining those kids? What, or like what percentage are those kids staying in the industry with you, working with you? From high school co-op? Yeah. Probably an eighth. Okay. We get one of every eight. Okay. Yeah, we got Aiden, we got Ethan. Um, yeah, yeah, we, like I'd, I'd say an eighth, every eighth. But remember, that's high school. That's an alternative to doing math. It's basically, it's, it's nothing what you guys are doing and what you guys are going to teach them. It's, it's the, what, what's nice about the co-op students in high school is they're getting on-site experience of uh, what, what to do. What they don't get taught is how to, how to take all the information and like what to look for. Like, you know, they see you got a, you got a 16-year-old kid working with a 50-year-old man. Let's hope he's positive. Or their experience is going to say, I don't want to go anywhere near a job site. Mm -hmm. What we try to do is create a positive experience. And so I can say with, with you know, full regard is, is we create a great experience for the high school students. But so what we're taking on uh, now and we talk about the co-op with the employers is that's how we get the employers on board. So there's a couple of questions I ask. And so any employer listening, please reach out. But it's... Um, who gave you your first opportunity? Like I said, everybody knows that person's name. It's a great question to start off with. Yep. And then how do you get experience without experience? Right. And then I, I pitched them on the concept around, uh, you know, if, if this person shows up on time, this and that, wouldn't you take them? Yes. And then wouldn't it be great to get you a six month, like no one talks about the money, right? Like, People like they challenge us and they say, "Oh, what if the what if the employer just keeps taking students and doesn't hire any of them?" And I it, and it was a great question, right? Because well, they're just going to get free labor. Yeah, but that, okay, but 
That's missed opportunities. That's not, yeah, that's not a trade smart employer. No, it's not. And it's just a, um, it's a revolving door of failure. Like it's just, it makes no sense. You're, that business is never going to grow. That's not. And so that's why we say forward thinking employer. Yeah. And you know, you meet some people sometimes and it's just that you're not, you're not a, you're on the same page. Yeah. Yes. And that's okay. Like, which right. Is fine. It's, it's okay. We're you guys want to run your ship that way. Let them run the ship that yeah. way. There's so many incredible people in our industry. So many incredible. You like, I was so mad that I, I had my mom and my sister down uh, for a staycation. I moved to Toronto or else I would, I would have dropped my mom off early and came to your uh, meet the plumber night. Oh, because of that, yeah. Yeah, like... Meet you, the plumber night. Meet the plumber night. <laughs> the, the plumber gathering, right? You know, you, you get it. You no, got, no, it was you good. Got, was it a plumber and industry luncheon? Like, it was amazing. It was I amazing. Was, I was a little peeved because not too many people were eating. They were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on the sidelines going, why is everybody just talking? They're just... And I would kind of sneak in. And they're talking shop. They're talking business. They're talking apprenticeship. They're That's talking right. their beginnings. They're talking their ends. They're talking everything. Yep. And they're sharing. And I was like, this was the objective. You know, shitload of food left over, but it doesn't matter. But this was the objective. It was that, I, I guess, like what you guys are doing, I created a, a space for them to just communicate on a really realistic level, man. And it worked. Yeah. And, and so... And you're creating that same environment. And so the forward-thinking employer thing is, is is really important. So so now we talk about the employer side of things. Yeah. So what are the benefits about being a trade-smart employer and who can be a trade-smart certified employer? So uh, there's a couple quick things. And, and if you're an above-board business, you're a trade-smart employer. Um, you know, you have to have your WCIB, safety, and all this stuff. So during that six-month program, we understand that you don't want this to be another project for you we want this to be as easy as possible for the employers because our our college does not succeed if the employers are not fulfilled so if i give you students because i'm trying to make money and just fill the seat and you get a bad experience and that doesn't mean a challenging student right we're talking about people but we've got to get the right students with the right mindset yeah. and then we've also got to mold that mindset into an enhanced right we're all growing so it's not about having this perfect kid it's about being part of the creation of that, that staff member, that team member. And so during that six months, what we try to do is really support the employer, but without being like, you got to check in with us every day. No, no, no. No, no. The student checks in, the employer reviews, right? We want it to be seamless. So act as if the, the best way to success would be act like you just hired them. I was just going to say, just have your work day. Treat them like an employee. Yeah. You will have the most success. They want to work there. And then at the five-month mark, what we do is we bring them in. We showcase their resume based on your on the, on the position that they've been doing for you. So it's not a pre-made resume. It's a resume that they're going to create at the five-month mark because now they've got skills of five months. And they're going to tell you what they've done. Because the if in a, a company with you know, 15, 20 guys, the owner might not know what they've been doing. So we're going to share with that based on that five months of data that we have with them. And we're going we're to tell them to ask for an interview, respect your time when you're ready. And then they're going to prove to you why you should hire them. Because they've learned that. Yeah, we're going to teach them. Yeah. We're going to teach them. And so from an employer standpoint, we're also going to be their internal. I, you know, the, Bruce might be upset when I say this, but we want to be like their internal HR. 
not their internal HR, but like their internal HR, because the the government always has different programs going on for apprenticeship rebates, tax savings, all this different things. But for a smaller company that doesn't have maybe full time bookkeeping or a great accountant, it's a challenge. It's so challenging, and you're losing out on a lot of missed financial opportunity. And so what we want to do is make that so easy for the employer. We want a trade smart certified employer to be an, at a hierarchy. We are going to give back to you because you are giving the opportunity to students and these, these young adults and building up the industry, not just your business. You're building up the industry. And so then what's going to happen is guys aren't getting poached for two bucks. They won't leave. They don't need to. Because they're building relationships, man. And during our program in the two months, we're going to share with them why it's so important to work through challenges at work rather than then avoid them and run somewhere else because there's problems wherever you go which is really there's opportunity everywhere that's what we say so like you know where's the grass most green where it's watered and so you as an employee as an apprentice as a member of society water your grass and so a lot of people um run from that and so you know talking to your employer about is there future opportunity here for growth Rather than going and looking for it externally. Are you guys, I'm just assuming here, when you guys are vetting the employers mm -hmm. and looking for the Trade Smart approved employers, are you going to be painting pictures to them saying that here's the opportunity for your own business? We have an idea of what your business is about because we come from the industry. Mm -hmm. But here's the opportunity where you can open up a second division, a third division. You, if we start growing this and all of a sudden your income or your sales or whatever, your growth, this is what the potential is attached to it. Yeah. there's. Is that a conversation you guys are going to be having with them? Yeah, just like you just had, that networking event. Yeah. And those networking events, you know, no one doing better than you will ever talk negatively about you. No, never. It's never going to happen. So, in and, and the, the industry is so beautiful to share because um, small minds love small minds. And so what we talk about is like, if everybody, if the tide rises, right, we all rise together, right? Instead of just trying to, you know, swim to the top by yourself, right? You get dragged down. And so when the industry is doing well and, and the services are all, it all keeps us more accountable. And all our tradespeople, like the company I came from, I came from Matina Mechanical. They've been around, it's got to be 40, 40 years, 40, 50 years. The tradespeople that came out of that business, like, were so good. And I and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the guys that ta that taught me. Yeah. Because if I stayed there, I knew I would be an incredible tradesperson. Like they like these guys build. They build our cities. They build our event spaces. They they really are special. And it takes years to get to that point. And so I was shown from a in a young career age what. It looks like when you've got a rocking business, you got a hundred guys doing stuff, mm -hmm. getting shit done. And so that's really special. So that kind of, kind of, kind of brings the full circle. And then also we look at it from a student's perspective of, we really want the students to know what they want, like know what career they're, they're, they're deciding on. You don't really come to us wishing washing, but also the things that you're going to learn in that two months and the experience that you're going to get working as an employer, it's transferable. It is. It's transferable. If you pass our two-month course, you will be a better person. 
not just a better tradesperson. You will be a better person, a better learner, a better listener. If you pass our program, which is not, we're not saying it's hard. We're saying you need the right mindset. So that's really going to be the nice shift. And what we think in terms of scalability is our goal is within five years to have 10 locations. Again, that's telling people your ideas. Of course. I'm uncomfortable uncomfortable putting that out there. No, but but it's totally doable. And plus expanding past the five. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm laughing at the genre right now, but we're, we're talking about it in the car on the way here. Like, tell people your crazy ideas. Hey, architects and builders, do you want to stand out from the competition? Fraser Wood Siding has your back. Fraser Wood Siding is a leader in pre-finished wood siding. They manufacture beautiful pre-finished wood siding using only the highest quality PEFC certified Canadian softwood. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors. Supplied by the global leader in paints, Sherwin-Williams. Whether your design taste is classic, contemporary, conservative, or bold, they've got you covered. They'll gladly match the color of any paint manufacturer and send a sample on an actual piece of Fraser Wood Siding in just a few days. Visit their website at www.fraserwoodsiding.com and reach out about your upcoming projects to benefit from their industry-leading lead times. Fraser Wood Siding, get inspired. Because they'll become they'll, they'll they won't sound so crazy once you do them. And no. Trade Smart, that we're so proud, myself, Bruce, and Sam, and all the support we've had, and all the people that I've reached out to and spent numerous i'd say days of hours talking through and also the people that have challenged us like you know some of the questions we have is who's going to work for free and and i love that question because we talk about it as a unit of measure and people go to university for four years which i think my doctor i'm happy that they have a university degree same with my accountant so we're not knocking university but they go to they go to university for four years and pay and come out in debt what we want to do is an eight-month program, and you're employed. And what we're trying to work through with the ministry right now is those six months are accounted to your apprenticeship hours. So you're still working that out? I'm still working that out. But any employer knows that they can fudge that a little bit. But they can do that, and that totally makes sense. Sorry, that's and the, and that's, I would say... That's the guest plumbing the, the question. Answer? That's the question. not the trade smart answer. No, so. no, 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 no. But, it's, <laughs> but the, uh, the work for free... I don't think it's work for free. I think it's learn for free. Learn for free. And that's how, that's, that's, I love that. Thank you. (laughs) That's we, so that's what we say. And people need to understand what a gift it is for these business owners to take an opportunity and a risk on them. Because if people talk about time, we, we worked out the math, right? Of what the value is. So it's, it's about, let's call it 15 grand of value at maybe just a little bit over minimum wage. So let's call even call it 20 grand. Every single business owner listening to this podcast right now knows that in six months, any unskilled person can cost you way more than yeah. 20 grand. Yeah. So there's, there's yes, there's an opportunity for free labor, but that's not the point. It's the, the point of validating that the business owner is taking an opportunity on you that you should be grateful for. Because we're going to showcase what can be during our program. And so I know you own a home. I own a home. I have a mortgage. I feel so fortunate to have that. And it all comes from this construction life yeah. that I live. And I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of. My friends that I've met, 
you know, those those late night, you know, I'll, I'll give you a case of beer and some pizza and I get a renovation out of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's uh it's such a great community. You know how many invoices are out there that are built that oh, way? Oh yeah. <laughs> Carbon copied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no pizza and beer, I'm not going, but yeah, those, those late night, those late nights in your basement, those rental units that you you know we were able to create the wealth, um, the opportunity, the vacations, the 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 things that you're able to do and build um, from a foundation of uh, an industry and a and a and a plan, and you know, um, it's just it gives me so much joy to be able to create that for myself and my staff, and I see the the challenges that all these employers face, and we really want to be the voice for them and be be a partner with them instead of take take take. We want to give, um, and there's going to be lots of opportunity for that, you know, giving throughout it. But um, that's why we feel TradeSmart is special. That's why we're doing this. That's why I've put in four years of my life to, towards this and, and the rest of my journey. And that's really the why is I saw a gap, and I want to fill it. Um, they tried to fill it with the pre-apprenticeship program, which was great. Um, it was a great concept. It was better than anything they had before. Um, it gives someone a leg in. It gives them an opportunity to, to see if maybe they're going to like the trade, but it really doesn't give you much experience. No. And it does set what we feel is not the best. Um, we, we see a lot of, like, miscommunication and, like, what the expect like, sets false expectations, we find. Whereas these students come in and say, well, I, I know how to cut wood. And I know how to how measure. And so why am I going back to sweeping? And And that's really it's discouraging for students yeah. or an an entry level employees. They want to move forward. Yeah. And so it's important, you know, again, not to talk negatively about it. It was, it was, it's better than there. Any, there was never anything there before. Yeah, there's nothing else going on. Yeah. So, so we just feel like this is an enhancement of that. I don't think we would, we would be here if there wasn't a pre-apprenticeship program. I don't no. think I would have had the idea no. of enhancing it, but you know, we talk about how many pre-apprentices go through the program per year. There's not, anywhere near that amount of entry-level jobs and the employers now just have their their backs up and against the wall because they're like i don't know but in i just fairness, got at the end of the month i got 30 resumes from the mohawk college class but those kids are not being guided correctly mm -hmm. and then they're being discouraged like that's what i think we mentioned i think we talked yeah before. yeah i was saying it's not a really a matter i don't want to know about the void of kids or the void of opportunity of tradespeople coming into the industry. My biggest concern these days from what I've learned from speaking to people on the show is how many people are staying in the industry. And the only reason you leave an industry is why? Because you're not being guided or mentored or pushed in the right direction. Yeah. You're actually being pushed away from it and then you leave and then we lose another person. We can talk about the whole for everyone, you know, for every 10 that leave, we're only going to find one potential that's going to be okay. Yeah. But that's got to change, right? When, and I, it brings back to that point earlier. And, you know, the no one has a passion for something they suck at. Yeah. Right? Like, n no one has a passion for playing hockey. They might have a passion for hockey and watching hockey and appreciation for the sport. But they don't have a passion for playing it when everyone's just skating circles around them. Yeah. And it's the same in the in the construction industry. Like, I'm looking at this wall behind you. I've just been mesmerized all the time. And it's like, that is nice, you know? And whoever did that. What do you mean did, whoever did that? Yeah. I just assumed it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I did that. I did this. I did all. It's beautiful, guys. Oh, my God. I don't have a case of beer and pizza, man. <laughs> I did it myself. <laughs> 
But but no one has a no one has a passion for something they're not good at or they suck at. 100%. And so and so as as people that have been through it and pushed through it, we can guide now. We need to guide these people to say, "Don't worry, we know you suck." Try to find the fun in it. Try to enjoy the learning process. You know, they talk about trust the process, but let's try to enjoy the process. Let's make it fun to go to work. Let's make it rewarding. Let's share with these students when they need to know to shut up and when they need to know to ask a question because we all want to teach, but sometimes it's not the right time. Yeah. And so we feel like that's going to be such a great opportunity. And I can't wait to give that opportunity to 125 to 150 students per year her location to say I got into the trade through Trade Smart, trade smart. and I have a I have now a credibility, and we can talk about that with, you know, so many different things that we don't even know about. But there's when someone says they're a Trade Smart employer, that's that's elevated. also that's a, that's a big deal too. And they, it means they're giving back. It means they're caring. It means they're thoughtful, and and it means the industry is important. Not just their business, but the industry. They're giving back to the industry. Because if if I have TradeSmart on my resume that I completed it, that means something 10 years from now. But like you said earlier, Dan, I have yet to meet a tradesperson, and I've met a lot that didn't suck day one. <laughs> like, listen, I was Burn not good day one. Burn out a couple of one. bits. Yeah. Stripped. <laughs> Those wrecked. Robbies. You know, spun blades and wrecked uh, all kinds of shit and then cuts things wrong and everybody sucks day one. Mm -hmm. So just understand that the people that you idolize, that you look up to, that you're trying to uh, social surf and, and come across and you're like, oh, that, that works amazing, that works amazing. I, that's not day one. Yeah, That's like maybe year seven or something like that, right? Yeah. They, they learned down and they met certain people and they were guided. People influenced them different mm -hmm. ways. That's what you guys are about. 100%, man. You can see but not that. just the trade. I love that you guys are expanding it beyond the trade. It's the business part because for the most part, most tradespeople get in to eventually get their own biz. So they want to learn the lessons and they don't want to make the same mistakes. Yeah. So if you can guide them, that's that's valuable. Well, a lot of times, like, what we don't need is a bunch of, uh, like, because, again, we, we talk about that going back to the 95% of businesses fail, right? So, and, and that can really put you in a negative. It can really, like, you know, I, I know we all know somebody that opened a business and now is in debt because, the, you know, they didn't succeed and they're still paying it off or they're struggling. Whereas, what if they just, what if they, they weren't an entrepreneur and they started a business because they thought that was only the next step? Mm. Instead of doubling down into that business and being a manager being a site super, being a foreman, knowing they could get into estimating, knowing they could get into sales, right? But you only know what you know because you're learning it. Yep. And so we're the ones that can expose it to them. So I know everybody's listening and they know a good number two. They know a great number three. They know a good number six. But they're, they know that person's running their own company right now and struggling and not happy and not fulfilled and not doing what they could be doing instead of doing what they're great at as a number two or a number three or a number four or number five or number 15 and making a ton of money and working for somebody and, and, and adding value to that business instead of you got all these solopreneurs, which is 
it's an uphill battle for a lot of people. And I see it a lot of times and I, and I ask a lot of questions and it's like, you know, you're beating your head against the wall a lot of the times. And it's like, you know, the pride thing is like, oh, I got to go work for somebody now. It's like, I'm going to tell you right now, my managers and my, and my main staff have a really great career. They do what they love and they get a lot of freedom and we give them a lot of opportunity because they're good at what they do. Hold on those skills. That's Even it. you, look at you. And most tradespeople are like that. You knew that starting this venture, you needed a helping hand. You actually got two. Two guys to help you out with this, right? Otherwise, you'd still be busting up against the wall trying to figure out what to do next or how to make it work next. And that's tradespeople, though, in general. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, I don't care who it is. You can even bring up Noah. You still need more people to build one house. It's not one person that's going to build that house. Yeah. So I love that you have a class where all of them are there at the same time. We thought that was... No, that's brilliant. Well, we also said, you know, how do we make this sustainable? And that was a big question, right? Like, like what, what are we going to herd sheep, right? Or no, herd cattle, right? And, no, and, get, no. and get all... Like, oh, again, there's not that many entry-level jobs. Yeah. So we feel that, you know, 125 to 150, like, you know, there's a we have a population density concept where it's like there needs to be enough businesses in a service area. You know, we're not going to have... You know, you, you think about a major city and then you say, think about the sub-cities and each location would be about 200 to 300 employers across the five trades that would be able to take them. So if you're, you know, Jill's Electrical or, or Bob's Plumbing that's got, you know, one to five employees, you can be a trade smart employer. You can take one entry-level student every two years if you want and you reap all the benefits. And if you're... Um, Guest Plumbing, that's got 45 staff, or a mechanical that's got 150, you're a Tradesmart certified employer. And you might take five a year. You might take 10 a year. But there's no bias here. We want to help the industry. We're not here to help the big guy. We're not here to just help the small guy. We're here to help the employers that have put their hard, you know, their effort, their risk, all these things on the, on the thing, but to change the industry, to help the mandate of building the homes and building the buildings and, you know, this, this incredible land that we've been given. And it's like, how do we do that effectively without any, you know, we're, we're inclusive. Are you staying provincially? Like, so we want to, and the reason I'm asking is because if obviously someone else is listening in another province yeah, and they want to be a trade smart employer yep. and you've got a kid who's like, I don't even know if I want to start trade smart because I might actually be moving to another province. I'm not exactly sure yet, but if he can learn, educate now, and then move to another employer in another province, is that an opportunity? Quickly turn digital measurements into efficiency gains for your business. With iGuide, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours, easily share project files with partners, and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGuide specialist. I'm just looking at Dejana. We're going to be North America wide. That's what I figured. Yeah. And so the concept around that is to, to refine and enhance. And again, um, the, educa- the education space is very important. There's a, it's kind of a, our core values will always stay the same. Those don't change. So when I say North America wide, don't think that's a, a that was uncomfortable for me to say, 
because that's me manifesting again. But I will never do that if it doesn't stick with our core values. Mm-hmm. There's no point. Life's too short, right? So something that I've you know been able to create, you know, the core values are really important. The mandate is very important, and really like how do you impact change? And you know, some people might say, "Oh, it's a little fluffy." Come talk to me, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been there. I've I I quit plumbing one time because I was so upset that I didn't get signed. I went went and worked for my uh, good friend's stepfather's machine shop. Okay. With the buzzer, you know, buzz in, buzz out, and it was not for me. And thank, thank God, my buddies. I I ended up having to quit, and I was like, I got I'm gonna try to get back into plumbing. And thank God, my first employer, which was a friend's father, calls me up and says, I I heard you quit. What are you What are you doing with yourself? Why don't you come back and work for me? I'll get you signed up, you know, eventually. And I, and I'm so grateful, Charlie Firth, so grateful for that man, um, to call me back in and, and give me this opportunity. Yeah, it was really special. And I think, you know, being able to do that and, and understand, you know, that the next generation of tradespeople, they're great. And the technology that's coming out and the AI and the enhancements, like, it's going to be a really great place in the next... The work and the, oh, you know, the work, challenges live, play, and the learning yeah. and how we're going to evolve. I really would love to see Canada start getting back at the forefront and start pulling off some challenging projects on this side of the border you know what i'm saying it's wild and like you know obviously north america is a big place but but in the states they're just they they, they move at a different speed uh yeah. I, I would uh anybody that hasn't uh anybody that owns a trades business here go talk to someone in the states that's in the trades yeah. industry the, the scale at which they 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 move is is wild so anybody's interested they just go to the website go to the website all the information is there Everything's there. We made it very easy. Um, something that we do very well uh, is we make it easy and, and educational. So we we don't want anybody to come in that doesn't understand it. But that's parents too, guys. So we you're going to come into our website, and there's going to be three brackets. I'm a student. I'm an employer. I'm a parent. We're going to educate all of them. And the big thing is, is that a, a parent that's like, oh, I heard there's jobs in the trades. Let's get you confident to talk to your son or daughter about what the, the trade industry entails. Let's educate you on what that means. Yeah. Because the trades are not for everybody. We build the buildings. So that means in the winter months, we're in Canada, it's cold. In the summer months, it's hot. That might not be for you. Doesn't you know, Man, woman, monkey, doesn't matter. Yeah. So it might not be for you. Employers, what it means to be a trade smart employer, right? Might not be for you. Student. It's not easy. Life is hard. We, uh, my, my coach Craig will say, pick your hard, right? Being unemployed is hard. Working hard is hard. <laughs> Being overweight is hard. <laughs> Being in shape is hard. Pick your hard. And so we want to make it just very transparent. This is what, this is what you're going to get. This is what, our, what, you know, what we promise to deliver. Um, and that will evolve. I, I was just about to say that I'm pretty sure even the first class, oh, yeah. you guys are going to learn. As much as the kids are going to learn, as much as the employers are going to learn, you guys are going to learn, and you guys are going to adapt, and you're going to realize, okay, we need to take care of this, we need to take care of that. But the whole objective behind everything is about connecting the kid to the employer and the training and the learning. Connecting students with employers. That's and it. so that's, it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And, like, go talk to a high school student and ask them 
I, I have a couple questions. Do you like money? And what would you buy if you had some? And you will learn so much about that young adult. So incredible. And it's 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 wild because you ask that question, it goes up. It goes everywhere. Oh my gosh. And then keep asking and keep asking. And you'll find out so much about that that young adult. And that's always that's that's one of the triggers for me. Cause you get into their mind. Why do you like plumbing? I don't like plumbing. I'm doing I'm doing this to make a living. But then you create a passion because you become good at it. And then you become the solution for people. Here's a question for you, Dan. Who did the write-up? So it's plumbing, electrical, auto, carpentry, and and HVAC? HVAC, HVAC. all right. So um, who did the write-ups on them for the kids to get on the website to get an idea of which one? Because you may not necessarily have everybody coming in going, I'm going to be a plumber, I'm going to go to a plumber, I'm just going to ignore the other four. Yeah. But you never know. They may be thinking I should be a plumber, I want to be a plumber, but I am actually going to be an electrician or an HVAC. Or yeah, we're going right? to, and, and again, uh, we've been working a long time on this, but uh, the website will also, there's evolutions of that as well. But yeah, so you're going to go on there and you're going to say, you know, what talk about plumbing. A uh, good example of that is I started in a residential. And then from a residential, I moved to a commercial industrial. And then from industrial, you can go into anything. Yeah. So nuclear, if you want. And so there's conversations around understanding that. Think about the apprenticeship program as an undergrad. Okay. And evolve from there. So they call it the start, the start line, finish line. So when you finish your apprenticeship, you start your career. When you f- finish Trade Smart, you start your apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the apprenticeship pathway really showcases that you can go wherever you want, just finish and then start. Right? Don't try to keep starting. Pick it, learn it, because it's going to grow yeah, from there. And, and you can build a foundation either way. Either you can, way, you right. can be a commercial plumber and then come into residential. And those core. Um, those core things that you're working on is how to use tools, how to use power tools, how to talk to clients, customer service, how to do paperwork, you know, how to write an email, all those things. I guess my other question, my last question as we get kind of close to the end is um, the carps are going to want yellow and the plumbers and HVAC are going to want red and the electricians are going to want teal. How's that going to work? We're all going to work together. <laughs> Right, we're, we're we're trying to change the industry, right? right? We're all gonna get along. We, every every electrician gets a broom when they come. Yeah, the so, room is gonna come in multicolor at that point, and everyone's just gonna healthy competition. That's is good. all. Is healthy competition is, is good. Yeah, we, share the details. So share the details before I do the new ten, twelve questions for you. So the website again is TradeSmart. TradeSmartCollege.com. Okay. Email um, to reach. Yep. You, it'll be uh, you'll you'll see it all in there. You go through. You fill in the forms again. Are you a student? Are you an employer? Are parent. you a parent? Just go through those channels. You will find everything you need to know. And then also we have, an, you know, you can reach out and call me direct. Um, if you want, you can reach us at, at TradeSmart College um, is our handle. And there's a live person on the end of all those chats. So feel free to reach out. Again, um, we're going to be doing a lot of like this is so we're, our, our location, our pilot project is in Hamilton. Yep. Where, um, where's the address? It's uh, 1275 Rymel Road East in Hamilton Mountain. Um, for anybody, Hamiltonians, the Fortino's head office building. We are the second floor. You'll see a nice, beautiful sign. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. So all the information's on there. 
if you're not sure, and that's why we talked about it in this podcast, is just because you're one person does not mean you're not an employer. Yeah. Start the conversation. If you want to know more, that's why we're here. We're here to help the industry. So don't feel like you're not ready. Don't feel like you have to worry about it. We're here to help. There's lots to learn. Lots of learning. Just because you're the employer doesn't mean you need to know everything. We have a great team working for us, you know, um, and, and we're really happy to, to help. What's your information? When, when are you going to quit guest and full-time trade smart? We, is that not going to happen? We hire people. Our team at TradeSmart is incredible. Our team at Guest is incredible. I'm here to support the team, and uh, I'm a servant leader. So um, don't worry, I'm not teaching the program, but I will be coming in to speak. Uh, guest speakers. Of, yeah, That's so nice. We, you could actually have another tap for guest speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they can come in. There you just, go. Just We're going to teach you at TradeSmart, though, another opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a podcast. You can, you know. uh, ready for this? I'm ready, man. What's your favorite construction word? Solution. Least favorite tool? Hacksaw. Yeah, they still exist or what? Everyone's using a reciprocating. I remember cutting my finger. Oh, being so mad and cutting it in the exact same spot. I just the exact same spot? Did it heal already? Oh, it was, a, it was about a second after the first one. <laughs> I almost cut my finger off. <laughs> What construction sound do you love? Oh, chisel. Yeah, it is actually a nice sound. Uh, what turns you on and off in construction? Um, poor, poor mindset. Off. And on? Um, smiles. Favorite curse word? Fuck. Favorite vehicle in the entire world? Any mode of transportation? F-150. What do you miss from your childhood? My dad. Profession other than your own, would you like to attempt one day? Well, now you've got a new one on the resume. <laughs> Bartender. <laughs> Sam Malone kind of thing? Get in there after all the career? That, so I will be a bartender before I die. Awesome. 100%. Here in some Caribbean place? Uh, Both. Maybe on a ship. On a ship? What profession do you not want to do? Teacher. You're a trace person, teacher. By default, you are a teacher. I would no. Uh, sorry, I should specify. High school teacher. A, uh, yeah, high school. Edu- high school yeah, teacher. Something like that. Last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You did great, Dan. Always a pleasure to see you, man. Thanks, Thanks so, much. so much, man. And I'm, I'm like so so much respect for what you're pulling off here. This is something that the industry needs, and I encourage that people should check it out and 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 enroll and go to the class. I'd love to stop by and take a look at it. Right now, the building's just empty right now. It's just with the lights on. Yeah, no, it's, it, you'll, you'll be coming for the grand opening. Okay. Let me know when it's happening. And all, but everybody just roll it out and check them out. And if you're a kid listening, which I know you guys are, check it out. Seriously. I know there's other options out there, but definitely check this one out because it's important for your career options, right? That's it. We're happy to help you. We're happy to educate you. And also, you know, we're not here to take your money. Um, we're here to guide you. And, and it, the... The best thing for whoever it is is to find the best thing for you. And, uh, you know, we don't want you in the seat if you don't want to be here. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, man. We're out of here, Angelina.